I think Richard Lewis is being genuine. You are certainly not the first and also not the last schmuck to say something that dumb. <laughs> He's been well, con and motherfuckers. Me, Richard Lewis has not been genuine since the aughts. That man is the closest thing we have to a real-life Captain Hook. He wrote he wrote something very heartfelt on his live journal the day after 9-11 and then has not been genuine since. <laughs> Didn't we all? Welcome, everyone, to episode 25 of 99100, the show counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. I am your Larry David host, Sparky Shelton. And I am your Richard Spewis host, <laughs> Tino Mickens. Got him. And I'm Ryan. Boys, we can all see each other for the first time since high school. How does it feel to see my lovely face? You know, you look good, man. You got a I strong... like it better when you didn't have the webcam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so two very mixed reactions. I was going to say you have a very... Reaction. You have a strong nose, bud, in a good way. You have a very <laughs> nice nose. It is It is funny that I am the un, only Gentile on this podcast and have just the most honking schnoz. <laughs> that is true, you know? So maybe you shouldn't... Uh, maybe everybody out there, you shouldn't be talking about Jews like that anymore. Maybe. Okay, because I know all you guys out there are always just spewing your vitriolic <laughs> rants online, and I don't want to read them anymore. We have we have six six weekly viewers, and they are all Proud Boys, and they are all anti-Semites. Yeah, well, Sparky, Constantine and I are taking down the Proud Boys one Minecraft <laughs> server at a time. Thank you very much. <laughs> we we have been uh oh, we have been uh okay yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a there's there's something going outside. We have been going on a Minecraft server. Okay. Where there there is maybe a group of guys who are actually real life Nazis. And every time we try to ask them about it, they really avoid the question. But <laughs> but I will always like anytime they ask like like they'll ask stupid questions like, you know, like how do I how do I craft this whatever? Like one time one time one of them said, "How do I build a sex dungeon?" And I just said, probably should stop being a nazi first <laughs> and he said and he said i'm gonna kill your grandparents inhumanely oh my god but whenever you at like and also his username is okay sideways very suspicious oh also bleep that maybe i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe Point is, they might be real maybe he's just a big fan of or i guess like you know, moderately excited about the John Favreau film Sideways. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. I guess. He doesn't love it, <laughs> but I don't hate it. I enjoyed the film. He, it's it's not a milk. It's not a merlot. Which is weird that he would say that because what are the odds that the you know the Nazi that you know from Minecraft also listens to this podcast? Hey, can True. I ask like a totally irrelevant question that is totally out there and a non sequitur? I, I, yeah, of course. Yeah. What is rice milk? Um, you know that's a very good question. I... I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell because I have the okay. answer right now. Rice milk. You know how you you know how you drop your phone in the pool and then <laughs> you got to put it in rice. That rice soaks the water out. The water that it soaks out of your phone, you then squeeze that out of the rice, and that is your rice milk, my friend. But that's also uh, what's used in um, horchata, right? Is yeah. it's like um, like what is that though? Uh, I'm oh yeah, it's phone. It's phone rice juice. It's it's phone rice juice, and it's delicious. Um, I speaking of. Uh, Going back on his non sequitur, uh, just really, really pulling back onto the mainstream here. Um, I started playing Among Us uh, today with my girlfriend, um, and uh, I had heard possibly that people in Among Us servers are like weird to women, um, which I didn't really understand how that was possible when. Uh, you know, you're all just little little guys. You're right. all just little astronaut guys, and gender plays no part in it. But the first lobby that we were in, um, the first lobby that we were in, there was somebody named Simp, 
who started asking my girlfriend a lot of questions um, and then said, I'm going to simp for, and then her username. <laughs> That's what? pretty funny. I like that he I like that he's embracing it, you know. How old do you think that guy is? Either probably like ten. Eight or eighty. <laughs> right. And, and nowhere in between. Speaking of nowhere in between. Oof. Our movie this week. Oh, there's something going in the background. One second. Oh, I'll take over. Yeah, go. Our movie this week is the nineteen ninety nine classic romantic comedy fish out of water. Something um, blast from the past. Woo, That's Brendan. the title of the movie, not that it is a blast from the past, because yeah. all of our movies are from 1999. All right. of them. That is pretty central to the premise of this podcast. Except for this one, because this movie is from 1960s. Ew. Just <laughs> right? like Brendy Frage. Yes. Just like Brendy Frage. Well, let's jump yeah. into it, boys. Uh, the movie opens on... Um, the movie opens. Christopher Walken. It it opens on a 1962. Uh, uh, well, it opens on like a montage of like Cold War stuff, just like general. Sorry, sorry. Cold can War I stuff. can I jump back in? Yeah. It opens on Christopher Walken, and he's talking. No, it doesn't open on Christopher Walken though. It opens on like a montage of of Cold War stuff. Was and, that a good uh, Christopher Walken impression? It was really abysmal. It was closer to a John Travolta or like a Joe Pesci, which I don't even know how it's either of those two. Proceed. <laughs> okay. Um, it opens on this party, uh, and and they're talking about this host, the, the host family, of how this family's just a little bit off, just a little bit strange. And... Um, and it talks about Christopher Walken, who's telling a joke about um, put it on my bill. You know that duck joke, put, put it on my bill. You just you Great just told joke. the punchline. You weren't even gonna yeah. tell the joke. Well, they Had don't. To set up they, first. <laughs> they do that movie thing where they like are panning over as he tells the punchline, so they don't actually tell the setup either. That's like in that one movie. What is that Coen Brothers movie where they're always like, "It's a pineapple." You know that one? I don't know, but they did actually tell the old joke, Sparky. Did they? Yeah, a duck walks into a uh, department store, and he's like, hey, can I get some lip gloss? And uh, the department store guy says, how are you going to pay for that? And the duck goes, put it on my bill. Well, that's pretty well, fucking funny, man. <laughs> there you have it. What else can be said? Cut, roll credits. Like, yeah. <laughs> movie's done. But except not, because... There's a freaking bomb outside. Um, outside as in Cuba? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So so it establishes Christopher Walken as this, like, genius Caltech guy who was a genius lecturer, and then he invented some stuff, uh, got really rich, and then retired. Um, and he's all, he's all turned up about uh, Kennedy and Khrushchev and the Cold War. Um, and that very night was the night that Kennedy addressed the nation about how he and his brother killed Marilyn Monroe. No, about uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Hmm. Um, but that did happen, right? I don't um, want to get too diverted onto it, but my I have a coworker uh, who is pretty convinced uh, that uh, the Kennedys killed Marilyn Monroe. How did Marilyn die? A drug overdose. Oh, oh, white lighter, huh? Was she twenty-seven? How old was she? Um, forty-four. So that divided by two is twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. No, twenty-two. No, because no, because twenty divided by two. Yeah, got it. Because twenty divided by no, forty divided by two is twenty, and fourteen divided by two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Oh, oh, okay. I see my math. I forgot to carry the one. Um, so they say probably it's the Cuban Missile Crisis and they say, hey, probably best if we end the party and I'll go home and pray or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. and they go down to their fallout shelter, um, which this guy, Christopher Walken, um, has been building for many years. 
well, don't they think that there's like a bomb coming? That isn't that why they go down? Yeah, they, yeah. So when when they go down the ladder, they he has like these crazy radio relays or whatever, and he's picking up all like the local ATC air traffic control and stuff. And it just so happens that a U.S. aircraft, a U.S. airman from the Air Force, was having some troubles with his plane, mm. and uh, the ATC guy was like, "Yeah, just put it down in the ocean and eject over somewhere safe." And he was like, "All right." Um, and he heard that on the radio, and um. Christopher Walken's like, ah, that guy's probably going down to Key West right now. And um, well, there's, lo and behold... Somebody's declaring I'm, emergency over the over the radio, so he thinks yeah. that it's happening. Yeah, so mm. um, he ejects. The plane, for some reason, didn't lock into the position that the pilot left it in before he ejected. I'm so, it goes straight up I'm so and then glad, straight back down. I'm so fucking glad that you brought that up and not me because I have some stuff to say about that. Is this Somebody's what you guys were talking playing, about when uh, you said when you said I have a lot to say about this? <laughs> uh, no, that was me. That was me who said that. No, yeah, I so, said you guys. You didn't have to. Okay. I do want to say it did he ejected because there is an engine fire which the F eighty six Sabres were notorious for. Uh but it was in trimmed level flight and uh even losing power wouldn't have made it so that it pitched completely up unless for some reason, you know, the uh uh the uh, uh trim tab was hit as he ejected, but they don't design it that way, so um it should have just kept on flying. And it oh shouldn't have pitched God. directly right up. You're right, Ryan. This guy, this guy plays 15 minutes of Microsoft Simulator 2020, <laughs> and he thinks he's the next fucking Captain Phillips. I also, I also did take four <laughs> years of aerospace engineering school, so I also had that. Also, Microsoft Simulator. Do you think I'm Micro- op- yeah. <laughs> opening a Listen, fucking man. window with windows in it? You fucking nonce. I know you're BSing because you can't even eject in that game. <laughs> yeah, just put it down in the Hudson and we'll we'll be fine, all right? Sully! Point Sully, is, that, that's Sully, not, not rest Phillips. in peace, rest in peace. We just want to uh, we just gotta give a quick shout out to Sully. May he rest yeah. in peace. May he rest in peace. Also, Ryan Dunn. Rest in peace, man. Did Ryan oh, Dunn shit, yeah. die? Also, uh, is Ice Cube in this one? Uh, No. But oh, rest okay, in cool, peace thanks. to him anyway. Yeah, def- I mean, one day we'll need it. Because this is going to be on the internet forever, so this, it's going to will This will be on the internet forever until we stop paying for storage. Right. Um. So, yeah, they go down into the bunker, and, yeah, they uh, Christopher Walken locks the doors. They're, they're, there's a crazy mechanical locking system that locks for 35 years, and it won't open for 35 years because that's the half-life of, like, nuclear radiation or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so they're they're down there, and well, she, the the plane the plane crashes on their house, and that's why all of his indicators say that there was this huge heat spike, and he thinks that the bomb happened. Right. Um. The the what's 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 the mom's name? Do you remember? I don't remember Christopher Walken's name. I just... Brendan Fraser's mom. Yeah. So Brendan Fraser's mom gives birth to Brendan Fraser. While while uh while they're down in this vault. And so this this boy is raised without ever going outside, uh, and he thinks that the world ha- has been you know ravaged by nuclear bombs, um, and that it's some crazy uninhabitable world upstairs. Meanwhile, there's just a guy making milkshakes at a freaking diner, dude. They build a that diner is... on top of the on top of the house. Yeah, and, and they was, are, I think they are in like the San Fernando Valley, I believe. Yeah, it's definitely California. I wasn't sure at first, but it, it gave me California vibes, and then it was definitely California. Um, but yeah, this guy is uh, working at a diner, at his mom's diner, got a job at his mom's own diner. And uh, honestly, this is, I kind of want to see the movie about this guy. Mm, mm. I feel like that would be a good movie. We kind um, of did, though. It kind of did center, like put him at the center of this whole thing, really. Yeah, as we see Brendan Fraser growing up, we see this this diner employee's life just fall apart. Mm. Um he really just goes to rags, literally, and uh, it it ends up that by the time Brendan Fraser is a full group, fully grown adult, and uh, it's time to leave the vault, that guy is a freaking homeless man, and uh, and the place is abandoned, and and 
it's uh you know destroyed yeah it's like really yeah. really worse for wear and all the while Funnily all the enough. while um okay. brendan fraser is getting this well it's not brendan fraser it is like a child and then it like hits puberty and is brendan fraser which also i would like to think that this is like how brendan fraser actually grew up because <laughs> i don't know where he came from and i don't this, think yeah i think that's this probably, story makes sense to me right this could be a biopic I think it is. Um, so, thirty-five years pass. Brendan Fraser is getting educated by Christopher Walken. Um, he's trying to explain baseball, which I think, honestly, God's honest truth, that's my Miller highlight: the champagne of beers, bits, fuck. Um, <laughs> Let's take that again. Yeah, it's time for uh, the first round of Miller highlights: the champagne of bits, where we tell you. What our highlight of the film was, Sparky, go ahead because I got my, one after So Christopher uh, Christopher Walken is showing his kid these baseball cards, um, and is explaining what baseball is. And he starts out saying like, "Oh, well, I can I can teach you this easy," um, uh, and then it's like it takes fifteen years for him to describe the game of baseball. And I really like that because I feel that way explaining both baseball and cricket, where you think it's really easy to explain and then you start explaining and you're like, oh, well, this doesn't happen unless this happens. Oh, he has to do that because of this. And you realize it's just a fucking mess and like human collaboration is miraculous and wonderful um, and extremely complex. And that's my Miller highlight. I just wanted to say that my Miller highlight was the guy who was growing up in this, in this milkshake bar. Okay. Um, I liked seeing his, how his life progressed. And as we see further and further into the movie, he becomes this prophet who's spoken to God. Mm. Uh, and I'll I'll, let, I'll 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 leave that detail for a little bit later when we get to that. Well, we're yeah, there, so go ahead. Oh, we're we're there. Well, okay. Um, so it happens that the the bar and the milkshake place and whatever the fuck was built over the exit of the bunker. So when Christopher Walken comes out of the elevator in his radioactive suit or his fucking hazmat suit. Uh, this guy's just there and he's like paralyzed. Cause this guy just emerged from underground. And after 40 years or 35 years of never seeing someone come out of the ground in your bar. And all of a sudden this guy's there. I think it was God too. Mm. Yeah. And he and has like a big flashlight and stuff. Yeah. So obviously start a religion over it. Um, over it. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> so the first one out, the first one to come out is Christopher Walken, right? Yeah, it's Christopher Walken, and he, um, basically just goes up and he looks around, and he says, "Leave my elevator alone." Um, and then he goes back down, and he, <laughs> and he tells um, his family that the place that the world is destroyed and uninhabitable. Uh, because he's because, sort, it's sort of like a bad neighborhood. There's like a porn shop right next to it, uh, right. and he talks. He talks to a transgender prostitute, um, and thinks that like that that it was a result of nuclear fallout. Which right, is because they go, they go. I can be a boy. I can be a girl. I can be whatever you want, honey. And he goes, really? I can, I can sell you lawn <laughs> furniture. Good stuff. Um, and he goes down and tells his family about it, and obviously they're they're not happy. Mm. And he gets so he gets so invested, and he gets so angry that he has a freaking heart attack. He does, yeah, right there. And so he cannot, he can, he is, but he's, he doesn't die. He doesn't die. He's still good, but he's you know sort of infirm. Mm. Uh, Can't and, go out anymore. Yeah, exactly. So they send uh, Brandy Frage. Good old Brandy Frage. Because, you know, it's the 60s, or it was, or it is for them. And women don't go outside. They're, they, <laughs> they're born, and then they're or sort of transported in a little box everywhere. Right. And they're a baby. And then once they're, once they're married, they stay there, man. Yeah. And so Brendan Frazier's goes out, and he has an assignment to get certain rations of, uh, of meats and liquors and so on. Um, yes. and he goes out and he's given cash. He, he said, do you remember, do you remember how much he said he was given? 
A thousand like, total. No, it was way more than that. More His than mom that. gave him like five grand or some shit, but only in hundreds. And then he was also carrying around his, um, his stocks, his stock bonds or whatever. I'm pretty sure he only had one thousand dollars for everything. I think that's what he said. And I when think he, was he at said the butcher, five, like three thousand, five thousand, something like that. All right, and then he has the baseball cards, of course, and his stocks. The stocks, which really they did a good job of not talking about them for the whole movie, except for the beginning and the end. Really good. Well, because he was like they're useless now, so no, obviously, yeah. like you kind of are supposed to forget about them. Um, I, but I, I obviously, was genuine when I was saying that they did a good job of only talking about it at the beginning and the end. Yeah, and great investments, by the way. IBM, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, had probably pretty, just started too. Pretty impressive investments. Kind of a Deus Ex Machina, I would say, though, that like it wasn't like, you know, tech Omnitech or whatever, and just like some garbage valley shit that's no longer worth anything. Mm. But this was a smart guy, you know. He was in the circles. He was a professor or something, right? Yeah, I guess. Are so. you sending letters right now? <laughs> I I am paying my power bill. As we record oh this, oh my god! See, this is why I didn't want to have a web a webcam. I want to be able to still pay my power bill. How the other half? You have lives. to do that right now. It was sitting right there. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Wait the forty-five oh extra god. minutes. No, <laughs> no, I'm a busy man. Damn. Anyways, no, Brandon yeah, Fraser. Brendan Fraser tries to sell his cards at some pawn shop, and the guy at the counter, or the girl who works there, was like, "Don't, don't, don't take this deal for five hundred dollars that he's about to give you." you yeah, the sap- thing is, like, not only does this guy have stocks in IBM and like probably like toothpaste or something, he also has like the most rare, like baseball cards ever. He's got a Mickey Mantle rookie card. Like six of them, though. Yeah, because like that was so when he joined many. the team. <laughs> 1961. Yeah, yeah. I think, dad was like, "I'm gonna." Yeah, the idea is like, he got a lot of very famous baseball players because he was a smart, discerning, statistical man that knew who was good, um, and uh, and they're in pristine condition since they didn't go anywhere. Yeah, this is so like what would goes... happen if Biff from Back to the Future's plan actually worked. Yeah. Well, he it did in the one timeline. He he became president. Oh my god, I forgot about that because that's yeah. where we are right now. I forgot that's a movie. That's the yeah, that's the timeline that we're legitimately in. So anyways, so this guy tries to scam him and is like, "This Joe DiMaggio rookie card, I'll give you four hundred dollars cash," because um, he needs small bills. Um, it's also wild that like he probably doesn't have any conception of money. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, even, even like, 1960s money. He's never had to earn money or, like, pay for anything. Yeah. It, That's weird. I think it's, like, this is one of the things that I was thinking about with this movie. Uh, and another movie that we've watched, I don't really remember which one it was. But it's sort of, like, there are a lot of movies that are very high concept. Like, oh, he's coming back from the, he's back from the past or whatever. And, like, if you don't really fully, like, explore all of the implications of that, it just sort of feels kind of lame. I don't know. I get that, yeah. But anyways, he tries to sell his cards. He meets a beautiful woman who then guides him on his journey and helps him uh, pick up bitches and get that money. We should mention mention, uh, that Brendan Fraser's character is named Adam... And mm. Alicia Silverstone, the love interest name is Eve, which... You want to know something crazy? <laughs> what? Never even made the connection until you Are just you said serious? it. Are you serious? I'm, I'm 100% serious. What I never fuck? thought about it. I know. The and pun- it's so obvious. <laughs> the pawn shop owner says, no. literally says in the first scene <laughs> that they're together, Adam and Eve, perfect couple, huh, huh, huh. And they said oh the house at the end, spoiler alert, is like the Garden of Eden. Oh, it Thank is like sparky. the Garden of Eden. Yeah. God. Wow. And you wonder so why yeah. I pay my power bill when we're recording. Oh, and then that sort of goes along with the whole religion thing. Which, by the way, <laughs> when Brendan Fraser comes up out of the out of the elevator, the homeless guy is like, 
who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm Adam or whatever. No, oh, he's blah, like, blah. I'm the son. Yeah. And yeah, or the guy goes, the guy goes like, who was before you? And he goes, oh, that was my father. And the guy goes, the father. And then later it happens when the mom comes up for a second and they go, the mother. And then mm. she immediately goes back down, doesn't even leave the building. That's, I yeah, think... she, had a, she had a cocktail in hand and she was like, I'm too old for this shit. And yeah. then she pushed the button and just descended back into the depths <laughs> of the mole people. Yeah. Also, yeah, a plot, that we, a plot line we forgot to mention is that Brendan Fraser and his mom and his dad are all mole people. Which, they used to be very common back in the 60s. They'd be all <laughs> over, you know? Not anymore, though. Um, yeah. It was sad. Because we sort of banish them to the, the underneath, and we don't let them come up here you anymore. Know, it was difficult while it happened, but, you know, it, it was necessary. Absolutely, yeah. for the better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to note, because throughout the whole plot of this film, um, while going on his escapades, trying to purchase ridiculous amounts of... Uh, non-perishables and yacht batteries and stuff to power the <laughs> the bunker. Um, he does go on a few dates with uh, Eve and their their happy friend Troy. And oh yes! It's, during his education in the bunker with his genius father, he became fluent in Latin and French, and is and, incredibly smart and German yeah. and a, an amazing dancer. Yeah. So when they go, for example, they go to a to a uh, to a forties club. Like a, a a club based around the 1940s, like a swing, and he's club. picking up, yeah, he's picking up some ladies, some nice old ladies uh, mm. over there, um, <laughs> dancing, having a good time, uh, progressing the plot forward a little bit. Oh wait, this was evil... wait, sorry, actually, real quick, I, this was my Miller highlight, the champagne of bits, which was uh, they uh, they were ordering drinks at the bar, and Brendan Fraser got a champagne cocktail, and uh, Eve, <laughs> Eve said. Oh, champagne cocktail. I thought only hookers like those. And Brendan Fraser goes, well, I know mother loves them. <laughs> That's funny. funny. Nice. Funny I, did like, I did like that he drank very period-specific period drinks. Um, yeah. Do you think he got to drink in the bunker? No, because his parents are so Christian, too. They're so religious. But they drink so much. But, His mom's an alcoholic. Yeah, they both but, drink. Dude, they won't even, but they won't even swear around. Remember at the beginning she says shit and... And they're like, oh, that's French. That's that's. They don't even explain what the word shit is. And the man is thirty-five years old. Yeah, but like, you cannot swear and get fucked up. Yeah, yeah that's how the Jews do it. You know, we go to a bar mitzvah and we get fucked up on whiskey. I think. <laughs> but you don't swear. I've seen a rabbi do it many a time. Okay. Um. So yeah. Um, after a while, you know, Eve, Eve is sort of uh, trepidatious in terms of getting into business with Brendan Fraser because he's a weird dude. You know, you got to be careful when it's the 90s or any <laughs> other year, probably. Um, and uh, she, uh, but eventually she's like, OK, this guy's weird, but he seems normal. And he offers to pay her weekly to help him sell all of his baseball cards. Um and they do it, man. They and she's like, "Oh, I need a thousand dollars a week," and she's scamming this guy. She knows, but you know, got got to do what you got to do for the money. It's the freaking nineties, the turn of the century. The computers are all about to shut off. I need cash. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even mention Y two K once. It was the nineteen ninety nine, not two two K. But they it knew wasn't it New was, Year's yet. But they were talking about it. They, like people were talking about it. I, I suppose it wasn't important. It was um, so important. It was one of the... Okay. Yeah, whatever, bro. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna... This guy just came out of a cave after 35 yeah. fucking years, and you're it's like, good, Y2K, bro. man. I'm gonna go chill out. I'm gonna chill out in a corner for a sec, I think. So this whole time, he is still under the assumption that the bomb went off, and they don't really talk about it at all. Like, I don't know. It's like they... It's sort of, like, ignored. I don't really remember what happened in the middle of this movie. Yeah, it, it's just, like, him going, like, to... Uh, like hanging out with Eve and and they're going on errands um, and going and to different slowly... bars and stuff, trying to meet women, you know. Yeah, the classic rom com thing. And then she's slowly realizing that she likes this guy, but oh, this guy's so weird. What's up with this guy? Oh, what are we gonna do with this guy? Um, 
And then are there any like is there any conflict at all? <laughs> yeah, um there is the one bar fight he gets into with that one guy. Oh, Nathan uh, Fillion. Eve's ex-boyfriend. Nathan oh, Fillion. Yeah, Nathan, Nathan Fillion, Fillion is in this. <laughs> you guys so remember that Nathan briefly. Fillion is in this and he's oh, so good looking. He is even hotter as a young man than as an old man, which I did not think would be the case. D- have you not seen <laughs> Firefly? But Sparky, like... have you seen any of his tweets recently? Oh fuck. No, I, I haven't. Have not. I'm... No, I haven't, because Nathan Fillion blocked me on Twitter. Whoa. <laughs> Didn't we talk about yeah, this? I... Didn't we talk about this in an earlier episode? Whether no. or not. I I don't think we have, man. <laughs> maybe it was just maybe it was just in maybe it was just in a group chat. Yeah, no, like ten years ago, um somebody posted a picture of Nathan Fillion's high school yearbook photo on Reddit and I like tagged him on Twitter like w- w- how does it feel to know that this is out there huh because I don't know it's 12 or whatever the fuck and yeah. he blocked me and he still blocked me like he won't bury the hatchet it's like he's still I I I like to assume that he revisits all of his blocks every year and like tries to parse it out um <laughs> Not no sparky. but Na- Na- Nathan Not Fillion this year <laughs> Not this year. Maybe next year. There will well, be Nathan... there will be dancing and feasting in uh, next year in Nathan Fillion's timeline in Jerusalem. Yeah. Well, Nathan, if you're listening, <laughs> unblock Sparky, <laughs> please. And also, Nathan, Nathan, if you're listening, I have seen Firefly, but I thought you looked old. I thought you looked a lot younger in this movie than in Firefly, Nathan. Well, it was like five years. Yeah, and, and he was playing was... like a grizzled captain. You and know. frankly, Nathan, we, we've ragged on your appearance already this episode, but yeah, the age was noticeable. What happened in those five years, man? It's a bad five years for you. Yeah, I mean, the fucking alliance waltzed right through, star, uh, through Serenity Valley. And uh, I would, that's enough Firefly I would love for this it. podcast. This, this movie is in the same universe as Firefly. <laughs> the earth got used up. <laughs> That's what happened in 2000. Yeah, Y2K happened. Y2K happened, and that's what they mean by the Earth got used up. <laughs> um, um. So yeah, they uh they meet Nathan Fillion. They have a and fight who with Nathan blocked Fillion. me on Twitter? Please unblock me, Nathan. Yeah, please unblock Sparky. Please unblock me. If you know Nathan Fillion, like his agent or his stylist or whatever the hell, um, ask him. Please unblock me on Twitter. Yeah. Um and. Then uh, after a while, Brendan Fraser is like, wait, dude, yeah, what happens in this movie? <laughs> right? Yeah, I've been trying to explain that. Okay, well, pick it up, pick up the pace. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Wow, get off my back, Mom. <laughs> God. Ryan. So anyways, they get into a, <laughs> my parents are from North Africa, as Sparky just mimicked their, their accents. No, poorly. they are not from North Africa. <laughs> they're from, they're from, uh, they're from the, the bazaars of Morocco. <laughs> no, that's not true either. Anyways, um, yeah, so he gets into some bar fights. Uh, he wins them because his dad, uh, aka Christopher Walken, taught him how to box. And he was he was floating like a butterfly stinging and sticking like, like a bee yeah. for sure. He's um, really getting them. And getting then them. yeah, so like that that's like the ex boyfriend drama. That's like kind of the only real conflict we see. We do see a lot of conflict though between the mom and Christopher Walken because mm. she was like, I fucking hate this bunker. Yeah, and she says that from day one. Yeah, I know. From like the as soon as she finds yes, well, Christopher as soon as Walken... she finds out. Christopher Walken's character is happier in the bunker. He likes the bunker. Clearly. And she does not. We also, we also, there's also a plot line where he tries to go home with this woman who, for some reason, Eve hates, um, but he doesn't actually go home with her and shows up back with Eve. Right, but it's a good moment where that woman, Eve said the woman was, and I quote, a slut, end quote. Had to put those quotes in there, huh? You really had to, to save yourself. <laughs> yeah, you got to defend yourself these days, you know. Ridiculous, but yeah, it's it's a good moment for Eve to prove that she uh, has feelings. Well, to realize that she has feelings for Brendan Fraser because she's like, I'm not gonna let him be with Sophie, who speaks French. 
which I think is cool that Sophie speaks French. I don't think it's bad. And I actually kind of, I would ask her out um, if she was real, because I think that's cool. And I, yeah, so. There is an important detail, which is a great segue, because no one knows how he knows all of this shit, like how to speak French fluently. Right, right, right. Because he says, up until this point in the movie, he's from Alaska. Yeah. And then Eve has finally called him out on it. And when she's all mad at him and she storms out of the bar, uh, Brendan Fraser storms into the house that she lives in. And she was like, I thought you went home with, what's her, I already forgot her name. What's her name? Sophie. Sophie. Okay. She, I really care about her. So if you could back off (laughs) and remember her name. So he didn't go home with Sophie. Oh, he did. But he was like, I have to respectfully decline because he is a, he is the epitome of gentleman, I will say. (laughs) Yeah. To to, and, uh, to the detriment of himself. Yeah, and then he finally sits down and explains to Eve what happened. And uh, that's when she calls a psychiatrist and right. tries to get him put into a mental institution. Because she assumes that he's insane and delusional, mm, not right. telling the truth. Because if, you, that, if, if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I know things have been getting hot and heavy, what do you say we take this back to my bunker? You're going to have some questions. You Listen, know? frankly, if someone told me that, my first response would not to be to assume that they were crazy. <laughs> I guess I'd be that's like, true. whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's Somebody's crazy. got enough money for a bunker. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, John Goodman from 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> Is that his full name, John Goodman from 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, I feel after, like that's the only movie that anyone could possibly recognize him from ever. So. After he did the movie, John he Goodman? did change his name. He did change yeah. his name after he did the movie because it's it's too good. What about The Big Lebowski or Monsters, Inc.? Uh, nobody's ever heard of that one. Oh, I don't... okay. What about Monsters, <laughs> Inc.? People don't no. know that's him. Really? Yeah, these are all these are all B movies at best, Sparky. Fuck We're off. talking about grade A film only, which would be... 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, that's actually the only... That's the first movie I saw. Ever. You know, Pixar didn't make a bad movie until Cars 2. Can we talk about that for a while? That's pretty true. That's pretty crazy, but it's true. Which is... And I think when Cars 2 came out, it was a real... I felt it, even as a young boy. Yeah, yeah. It was like you could tell that Disney really won, you know? Absolutely. It was a shame. But, you know, um, six movies lights out. Pretty good track record. A24 right, hasn't up. done that. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up about cars, bro. Because Brendan Fraser, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Brendan Fraser escapes from the psychiatrist. He's like, I am not going underground. I'm not going to do it. Or no, I'm not going to the mental institution. He wants to go back underground. Right. He takes all of his supplies. He grabs this truck, which they filled with, like, food and stuff and he 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 hightails it out of there and he's gone and we don't see him for we, we don't see him for a bit you know eve eva even what's the what's her friend's name troy 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 by the way beautifully beautifully portrayed by dave foley i mean my god what a man reminded me a lot of uh wallace from scott pilgrim versus the world um, oh that's played by uh karen colkin right yeah it sure is that's right sparky great man Two great men. Love them. Love them both. Roman Roy. Uh, Kieran, Kieran Culkin Culkin. Yeah, Kieran, Kieran, Cul- Kieran Macaulay Culkin's brother Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh my God. I <laughs> Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin Culkin Culkin. <laughs> um, so the point is uh, he escapes, and Eve, Eve is like, man, I miss my Brendan. You know, I miss my Fraser. Um, and so she goes and she's like, we got to find where, uh, where, uh, where Brendan's house is. Right. And Troy says, that's his name, right? Troy. Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Troy. Troy says, oh, you know, I, I, we stopped one time at this porn stop at this porn store. And, and, and then he was like, I know where home is. <laughs> so I think he, he must live underneath that porn shop. And so they go to this porn shop. And, you know, there's a fun little sequence, whatever. It's not the porn shop. Who cares? We know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're driving down the street. They're sort of dejected. She's looking out the window. It's slow motion. And bam, into frame walks. 
Brenda and Frazier. Mm, mm. And she says, stop the car. And uh, she gets out. They talk to each other. They live happily ever after. They sell all of his stocks. They get a freaking house. Yeah. In the middle An of exact nowhere. replica. Third replica of his original house, no less. Right. Because yeah. for some reason, uh, well, not for some reason, but um, Christopher Walken designed or basically copy pasted the original house underground into this bunker. Yeah. Mm. And now it's now it's in this gorgeous scenic picturesque picturesque valley. Looking somewhat like the Garden of Eden, mm, if you will. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And uh the end of the movie is quite fantastic. And I would say, even though I said a Miller highlight earlier, this was this is my real Miller highlight. Whoa. Um Yeah, it was very good. Christopher Walken and Brendan Fraser are talking outside on the patio and, and Brendan Fraser finally reveals to his father that there was no bomb. The Cold War is over because uh, the USSR fell and the communists gave up and it's all done. And Christopher Walken says, the communists fell, huh? Those geniuses. And now he's a freaking conspiracy theorist. He thinks the USSR is still going and the Cold War is still going. And the fact of the matter is... I think he might be right. He was absolutely correct about that. He saw I'd like Putin to also... coming. <laughs> yeah, he for sure saw that all coming. You saw Putin um, coming? <laughs> but you're forgetting about the most important tot, like cherry on top. What's that? They take the leader of the church of the Bunker Boys. Yes. And they turn him into a mall manager. And he Beautiful. designs a mall to go over his, his rundown old bar. I thought it was a nightclub. I also thought it was a nightclub. Oh, it's t- it might be a nightclub. It seemed like know. it was a throwback, like the bottom, like the bunker was going to be turned into a nightclub and it would be like a malt shop up top. And it's like a very 60s vibe. Oh, and then Called, like a, oh, sort like of a like, classic New York, New York speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it, I think it the rendering said like Fallout, something like that. And then the movie yeah. ended. Yeah. Did you guys- I think we have an ad now. Hold on, before we get there, I I have another Miller highlight um, from the credit sequence. There was like an oh? assistant production manager named Muddy Waters. Oh, if we're talking about the credits, because that's that's okay. Wow, thank you for bringing that up. That's hilarious, by the way. But what really grinded my gears about the credits was that they had Adam, age three and a half. And then the the kid's name, I don't I don't fucking remember because that's not important. And then they had Adam, age eleven. Because he was portrayed throughout these spe- uh, specific landmarks in time, and then they had Adam, age eight, oh. and age eleven, and age three and a half weren't even in al- like the three of them weren't even in alphabetical order. So there was no fucking reason for the the numbers to be mm-hmm. out of order. Dude, that means that one of one of those babies, their parents paid for top billing. Like they really wanted that top credit spot. But it was, it was three and a half, eleven, eight. So that three, the three and a half, like made sense. They didn't even have to pay money for that. That's like numerically <laughs> sound. <laughs> the eleven just paid like fifty bucks to get one spot higher in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> Our sponsor this week is Walk and Wool. <laughs> now, guys, I don't have a speech impediment. I know uh, it might have sound like it, like I was trying to say rock and roll. Uh, but I was actually trying to say walk and wool. It's a new fitness knitting system. Now, let me explain what that is to you, okay? So, you knit, you walk, you spit, you talk, and you lose weight while you're making hats. <laughs> I, That's pretty cool. I, as always, um, am have long tried and tested every product we advertise on this podcast um and when i started knitting with walk and wool um i lost 800 pounds because it costs 800 pounds it costs 800 great british pounds it's very expensive but what a deal i mean the amount of wool you're getting and this is not like some kind of factory wool this is basically like they just cut it off the sheep in like whales straight into a box and they send it your way bro this is raw it's really incredible the system that they have they get a helicopter they get a helicopter 
um, and it does like a cool barrel roll and shears the sheep with the rotors and flies away without even skipping a beat. So the wool that you get from walking wool, still hot. And the best part is, because I live in Alaska, right? So this is a great deal for me (laughs) because I was a little bit overweight. And um, when I got this product, I didn't even have to buy new pants because when I lost weight, my (laughs) waist size went down, I would just make new pants. Perfect. And I'm warm because Alaska's fucking freezing. Yeah. Even when you are doing your morning walk. Because you get a lot of 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 heat, but it's still cold in Alaska, and that is why walk and wool is a perfect combination. Thanks, walk and wool. If you want to use uh, our promo code ninety nine one hundred to get, uh, I think uh, was it eighty percent off? I mean, insane! What a discount! That's <laughs> wild. I don't know why they would give us that much of a discount. Yeah, it reduces um, the price six hundred and forty British pounds. Yeah, so. That's pretty good, I guess. Only 160 British pounds to sweat more while you get more hot. Walk and wool. Thanks for the sponsor. Hey, boys. Who's the boss? Okay. Okay. I want to say Eve. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Actually, I, I retract that. It's totally <laughs> Troy. Quick. Okay. Okay. Mm. Also interesting, Troy. I, I would agree with Troy because Troy is what the 90s thought that like being tolerant and progressive about gay people was, which is like the same thing that uh, Hollywood thought being accepting and tolerant of black people was, which is to turn them so magically wise that they barely are even humans anymore. Right. It's like they just walk around doling out information to the straight protagonists about what to do. Like, there's a sequence where Troy goes with Adam to the mall, and he comes back dressed so hot that, like, Alicia Silverstone swoons, but he's just, like, beige with, like, a big leather coat. Look, I'm going to be honest. Like, it was tastefully done, though. (laughs) Most of the time, any, especially in this time period, any portrayal of a like a LGBTQ member, community member. I don't fuck. I don't know. Uh, it's always been like ridiculously overblown and like super flamboyant. This guy was just like, "Hey, I'm I'm her roommate." It's true. But I, also with, happened to be gay. I am with Ryan on that. I will say. Um, I I feel like he wasn't a he wasn't right. too he wasn't a very homophobic portrayal. But he was a bit of a he was a bit of a. A bit of a gay shaman. I see what Sparky is saying yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Um, it's it's, some, it's somewhere in between La Cage aux Foix and uh, and like I don't know. Will you can and just Grace? say La Cage. You can just say La Cage. You don't have to say the the last two words. Everybody's accepted that at this point. Really? I think. Yeah, you can just say La Cage. I have no idea what he's talking about. So. Yeah, it's well. It's this is a conversation for adults, Ryan. This is a conversation um, for worldly. <laughs> this is a conversation for worldly wise people. Yeah, worldly wise. Worldly. I... God damn it! Listen to where the L and the D is. Yeah, you need, more, you need to pay more. You need to pay more attention. Worldly wise. Grade. Wordly wise. Okay. Three thousand. Oh w my, <laughs> my point is, I don't think that Troy is the boss. Okay, who's the boss then? And it's. I don't like to say this. I don't want to say this. But it is true, okay? It's Christopher Walken. Mm. This guy is God. This guy's literally God. He He's is literally God. God. Like I don't know what you want me to say. But what is a God in a world of non-believers? Nothing. Well, here's my thing. Human beings in a mob. What's a mob to a king? Mm. What's a king to a God? And like you said, what's a God to a non-believer? Nothing. But all right, Marshall Mathers, calm down. That was a Frank Ocean quote. Uh. Point is... <laughs> oh, I think somebody said that before Frank Ocean. <laughs> Maybe, but it was not Marshall Mathers. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Is um, that his actual name or is that another stage name? I think that's real. Oh. Actually, his birth name is B-Rabbit. But then he changed <laughs> it to Marshall Mathers. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it's Christopher Walken because... Listen, you could say you don't believe in God, and I could say it, and I do. But 
in this movie, God is real because God is Christopher Walken. And that's all I have to say. I, I, I yield my time. Well, I am not one to blaspheme, so. Ryan, you got a rap for us, my man? Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. <clears throat> I need a moment of silence, please, before I get into this. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Ryan's Rewind. Oh, Today we're going back God. in time yeah. to the wonderful era Ooh. of 1962. Holy shit. Now my co-hosts, Sparky and Constantine, experts of all things historic, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, ha- gee, howdy, neighbor. My name is Sparky, and I'm just a good old-fashioned mayonnaise milk toast boy. Great. And me? Well, <laughs> my name's Tino, and... I'm just uh I'm just <laughs> I'm a gay sh- I'm a gay shaman. That's what I am. <laughs> now that we've gotten that out of the way, it's time for the first round of trivia. Oh, shit. Who would like to go first? <laughs> what is... I'll go I'll first. Go. I'll go I'll, first. Uh, uh I think I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. All right, time for our first question. Uh what oh fuck. Hang on. Fuck that up. <clears throat> Western Samoa becomes independent from what country in 1962? New Zealand. Correct. Thank you. Damn. <laughs> Clutch. All right. Time for a second question. This one goes to Sparky. Two of the high wire flying Walendas are killed, and when what happened? Um, the plane crashed into a barn. When their famous seven-person py- pyramid collapses during a performance in Detroit. Now that's it for 1962. Oh, Further through time we go. Oh, okay. Whoa. <laughs> this is, I feel like I'm having a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not what I asked for, but I'm loving it. I love me some I'm trivia. I'm really glad that's how, that's how that's, I'm glad that that's how this is coming off, Constantine. Um, and we've arrived. Would Wow, would you look at that? We sure aren't in Kansas anymore, Tino. Ha <laughs> ha. You wrote my name there? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Okay, keep going. The year is 1971. What song is Christopher Walken dancing to with his wife in that one scene where they're dancing? Who's going first? Oh, um... Uh... Great. Groovy. And that's it for the 1970s. Oh, Time to Jesus. move on what forward. Was it? Holy shit. Was, I don't it, was it that know. movie, Brendan? How the fuck am I supposed to know? Was it that movie? What do you mean? You're asking you the question. The question. <laughs> I'm trying to move along to the 90s, America's favorite time period, and it's 1999. And boy, oh boy, he's not a boy anymore. Ain't that right, Tino? That Actually, is... <laughs> it's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> that is so disconcerting when you say my name. <laughs> Is it is it that it feels so plastic that you'd feel like you don't exist? What it is is that Ryan is right now playing this character of this weird radio show game host, and he should not know my name. I haven't said it. <laughs> I guess, I, guess, I, guess, I, did. I, guess I did. I did. I forgot. Not much of a gay shaman, am I? I don't know <laughs> I why he's not talking this. to me, though. <laughs> I mean, I think it's funnier that way. <laughs> Now it's time for the lightning round. Double points. <laughs> yes, that's right. I've been Wait, there were points, no questions from the 90s? Or is this the 90s? And how are there points? And why is that funny? <laughs> now who's going first? I'll, I'll go, go first. first. Great. First question. True or false? Brendan Fraser did or did not receive a Congressional Medal of Honor in 1999. Fuck. Well, you said been... true or false, he did or did not. I think that he, <laughs> I, well, it's true that he did or did not. That's my answer. I think that he did not. He did not. Great. <laughs> and that's all the time we have here today on Ryan's Rewind. Hope you enjoyed our show. As always, you can Venmo me at Ryan Edelstein. And just a message from one of our viewers, Jordan. Sparky, I miss you. Well, we miss you too, Jordan. Oh, Listen God, to our thanks, podcast, bud. you piece of shit. I miss you. I miss you too, Jordan. Maybe we'll have him on on the show. Yay, Ryan's rewind. Yay, Yay. Ryan's rewind. <laughs> um, I think that just means you have to give us the legs, and then we can weigh in. Or no, oh, we. Uh, uh, what about the double M's? Our Marshall Mathers. Oh, AKA, right. AKA, if you will, milk or Merlot. That is true. I think it's a milk. Uh-uh. 
I mean, it's not a Merlot. I'll tell you that much. It's uh, I wouldn't call it a straight mm. milker. I did enjoy parts of it. I think the concept is fun, but the execution is not uh, not great. Gonna give this one an Oatly. A what? Oatly. It's an oat milk brand. <laughs> oh, okay. What do you think, Ryan? I thought it was a Trader Joe's $2 bottle of wine. Surprisingly, I had no idea what was going on, like what this movie was going to be about. So when I tuned in, I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't like another Arlington Road or that one. I like that movie. uh, That one movie with the the old guy from the cowboy movies. What's his name? Clint Eastwood. True crime. I was super, yeah, super happy that it wasn't one of those. It's like a nice little cheeky sci-fi, like... Family film. Yeah, you know? I thought Very that true. I thought that they overextended the premise and like having they wanted like a simple fish out of water thing, like Encino Man style, but like, oh god, that was great, um, disgusting. That was one of the grossest things I've done into a microphone. My um, god, well, top Just ten. Edit that out. <laughs> um, no, that's making the cup, my boy. Um, uh, yeah, I thought they overextended. And it just, like, didn't come off. Like, there was so... They sort of, like, didn't want to go into the, like, full implications of what that would mean. And they were so selective with it that it didn't feel real. And it broke, like, the suspension of disbelief. Milk! Fuck face. All right, so it's two milks, one Merlot. Well, I'd say it's one milk, one Merlot, and an Oatly. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, now give us the legs, you bastard. All right, now. Please. Opening weekend, made $9.1 million. Okay, Ryan, I'm going to try something new this week because, you know, I'm kind of mean. I'm going to try being nice. Could you pretty, pretty please, with a cherry <laughs> on top of it, could you please tell us the legs before you tell us all the other stuff? Sure. The production budget was oh, $35 million. Oh, okay. So. Okay. But inflated adjusted domestic please? box office was $47 million, So it did break budget, which is good. Made profit, Please. 17. Please. And the legs. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And the legs. Okay. <clears throat> Spit it out, bro. Please. I Please do it. Coming in. Hang on. I'm trying to get, like, that cool announcer oh my voice. God. Uh, oh, my God. Please <laughs> do it. Please. And the legs. I beg of you. And the legs. Okay. 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 Announcer. No, can you please, Ryan? Please, please, and pretty, 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 please, Ryan. Two, no, I don't like that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Two, two what? what? Coming in. Two what? 2.91. All right. Um, that was a pretty good voice. Yeah, I, got, I was, like that one. That was all right. All right. Wasn't that like uh, the exact same score it. as last week's yeah, movie? I close. Like we've been getting a lot of 2.9s and stuff. Yeah. I guess we're in the middle. You know, we're in a we're in no man's land. We're here. in no man's land. We are a quarter of the way through. Thank you so much for listening. That's going to do it for our uh, our recap of Blast from the Past, from the past, not a past, the past, the very same that one. You got it. Um, somebody, I can't stop. Please, somebody say something. What's the next movie? What's the movie next week, Sparky? The movie you know? next week is the 1999 classic. The story of us. Isn't that a TV yeah, show it. starring um, Milo Ventimiglia? Uh, no, you're thinking of Gilmore Girls. Thank um, you. <laughs> uh, no, this is the story of us. Uh, ben and Katie Jordan are a married couple who go through hard times in 15 years of marriage. Um, it's a Rob Reiner joint. It's got Michelle Pfeiffer, that white gold, and <laughs> Bruce the Deuce Willis. Wowie. And it's got a Metascore of 37. So, oh. yikes. yikes. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. I, do they talk about the Metascore in the movie? Is it like <laughs> a, an important plot point? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not hopeful be because, shit, so. because Michelle Pfeiffer being married to Bruce Willis is like past the suspension of disbelief <laughs> to the point where it's a plot hole. Man, Dan Harmon has a very hot wife. That's all is I'll say. Is it Michelle Pfeiffer? No. <laughs> what? Oh. Where did that come from? Me or him? Timo. San Diego. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, 
cool. What, what I'm saying is, no, Bruce Willis is Michelle Pfeiffer is not out of Bruce Willis's league. Is my point. Anything can happen. Have you seen like interviews with Bruce Willis? There are not many flames still burning in that chandelier. I don't know what you That's mean. That's mean to say about somebody. I, I don't know what you mean. I also, know. this was in the '90s. He said when that his favorite cool. foreign film was like, was like, <laughs> no, it was like an American <laughs> animation film or like a Kung Fu film. It was like Red Dragon or some shit. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I have been your, oh, i got to burp again, host, Sparky Shelton. Okay, and I have been your not burping yet host Tino Mickens and as always I'm Ryan good night